Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode, of course, to the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I am here with a cast of characters that are going to uh, dazzle and delight you today. Uh, folks, look, what, what could we say? You see what's on your screen. It's the talk of the town. It is has done things for Xbox that has not been done in years Get it. Let's get our, our introductions in. Dave, how you feeling, brother? Welcome back, bro. I'm feeling great, man. I'm so glad to be here, and we got some great topics, and you have got some salt on the sandwiches today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm a sodium-free kind of a guy, but today, folks, <laughs> uh, hit put a one in the chat if you want to hear a real nasty, salty boom today because, ah, man, gaming journalism once again has let me down. The stupidity continues uh thanks to tim dog and a tweet that he put out there um listen folks you see the headline of the show what does tango gameworks hi-fi rush do for xbox in japan well we have that answer folks because of all places ign japan has given tango gameworks new ip a 10 out of 10 as of six minutes ago that has been reported by several gaming insiders as well as community members. Uh, 10 out of 10, folks. They're calling it a modern-day masterpiece, uh, and they are right in to say so. And again, I know IGN uh, United States is, well, you know, I don't put them high on the list on who I can trust, uh, but I have seen some good things from Japan. They run differently, and obviously, well, they gave this game a 10 out of 10, which is what Double Barrel Gaming uh, has given it. Um but let's continue. Crazy Lou Gaming, you landed back. You're safe. You are slightly behind a bit, but we are here. You are here. And we're going to open up, folks, with a, and I'm, I, with a really fun topic. What is on Phil Spencer's shelf? Because the keen-eyed Crazy Lou Gaming has seen something. Now, we're going to get to you in a second, Crazy Lou. But welcome back, brother. How you feeling? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, man. I'm pretty good, man. Happy to be back. Happy to be sitting here back with you guys chilling, even though I was sitting with you guys over in Aruba. It's different because, you know, the microphone sounded not as great. But I'm actually happy to be here chilling out with you guys. And, man. We got lots to talk about that show, man. It's weird. yeah, we do. And, and and again, once again, I I paid no mind to it. I'm going to be honest with you because I was busy paying my minds to uh, this uh, our Hi-Fi Rush. I was playing some Dead Space. Dead Space is so good. Oh my god, what 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 justice they did to that title. And Goldeneye is 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 it's the N64 Goldeneye. But there are a lot of people in their uh, their uh, nostalgic feelings over that game. I have it downloaded. I have yet to play it because it's only so much time in the day and I only have two hands. Uh, so we will get to that as well. Uh, but Fuzzy Belvedere, brother, good morning or good afternoon. How you feeling, bro? Welcome. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to be here, man. Just enjoying uh, gaming right now and, and seeing how even some review sites 
still want to play console war with the reviews, but uh, man, we got some some fun topics today and uh can't wait to get into them but yeah we're, we're, we're i think I, everyone is gonna uh, be a little salty and have every right to be because folks look here's the thing y- you follow me specifically because i give it to you straight right like i i don't pander for playstation i don't overly attack playstation i give them the the the, the smoke when it's necessary that goes the same thing for Nintendo, which I don't really talk much about. But when they get, when they deserve it, they get it. And specifically, you've heard me in the last couple of weeks give Microsoft the business uh, because they just, you know, they didn't deliver on some things. Some things may get delayed. You know, obviously, I, I have a real issue with the, uh, you know, this is what we're doing for 12 months. And, oh, by the way, it's not coming to, you know, the other, you know, add another six months to the conversation. I got a problem with that. So I give everyone the righteous smoke when it's deserved. And I also give the accolades and flowers where they're earned, right? It, but that's not everyone. Uh, and we're going to get to a story that for the second second uh, part, second topic of the show, which is, of course, we're going to be talking about uh, Tango Gameworks and what, what this game, what right in front of you is going to do for Microsoft in Japan. And it's going to do a lot. And obviously, it getting a 10 out of 10 is going to get significant uh, traction uh, I'm looking for as much as I like the IGN 10 out of 10 folks who I'm waiting for. And I have not seen as of yet is for Mitsu wave. That is who I want to see review this game only because, well, for Mitsu wave, if you haven't know, if you don't know who they are, they're the cream of the top when it comes to reviews in that region of the world. I cannot wait to see, because uh, they, they don't give 10s uh, like it's going out of style. I think in the history of, uh, uh, and they've been here since the 80s, folks. I think they have given 23 10s in all of the thousands and thousands of reviews that they have done. But I want to go and hand the show over to another host of his own show known as the X, the Xbox International Podcast, Crazy New Gaming. You, 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 know, you put something in the DM, which I thought was fantabulous. And it talks about what is on Phil Spencer's self. What what did you see that people should be talking about? You know, I was looking because Mr. Mr. Dave here told me something that Alan Wakening was on the shelf before. I was like, hmm, let me look back. You know, remember when they showed the little streaming device that um, what's it called? The little streaming device thing that it was on Phil's shelf. They had Alan Wake on there, but you know, everybody focused on that streaming device. So what it is, what it did is today, you know, I finally sat down. And, you know, I watched the interview because I've been just super busy all week in Aruba doing a bunch of stuff. I was like, hmm, let me look at the shelf. And I literally sat there for like 10 minutes looking at the shelf like, hey, I see Alan Wake there. So I was like, let me start playing Connect the Dots. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we see Sean Ashmore, right? Go on Twitter, say, hey, Xbox, I'm in for what's it called? Oh, Quantum Break 2. Yes, yes. I'm in for Quantum Break 2. And then all of a sudden we see this interview, we see this, you know, and the week behind him for Spencer Shelf, like, hmm, could this mean, or is it we're going to get uh, the Alan Wake Remaster, Alan Wake 2 on Game Pass, or could this mean that they're actually eyeing for Remedy? Hmm. Could it be that, though? It, you know, I, I'll say this to your question. Uh, nothing would surprise me most. Now, look, infamously... There has been some talk over over years 
that uh, Remedy had a bit of distaste for Xbox. Like we we we've heard this, folks. Like we we've heard the commentary. We've seen some things, but that was certainly during a time where Microsoft was under different management. Right. That that same management, every piece of that management, no longer exists here in 2023. Uh, it is a Phil Spencer run organization. Obviously, he is the head of Microsoft Gaming. And, you know, Phil is known as the industry nice guy. Right. Now, again, don't, don't take it for don't take niceness for weakness. The guy is a shark. He just, you know, you know, eats behind the scenes. Like, you know, he's he's probably a very, very uh, stout businessman, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to these things. So to your to your uh, question, is there something here on uh, that that we that may at some point make its head of you know visible? Well, I, I would say yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, as we have seen numerous times before, things on Phil Spencer's shelf have been significant. Uh, and, and 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 in big ways. Um, now, your question is, is this meaning that Alan Wake 2 is going to show up in Game Pass? Well, that's a possibility. But I like the second half of your question. Is Remedy potentially bound for Xbox Game Studios as first party? Um, I've been saying for years, and, I, and, and I'm not a, uh, um, a Remedy apologist, but I'm a Remedy fan. And I think that, yes, they do take time to make their games. I, as a matter of fact, anyone that's a fan of Remedy, I think you will, if you have one complaint about the studio, is that they take some time to put out their games. This, this, sometimes their games are in development four years, five years, and in some cases, six years. But I say this, Microsoft and specifically Remedy don't have to so much worry about timelines anymore. Why? Why is that? Because Microsoft currently has 23 studios. And when, and I say when, the ABK deal is done, they will move into the realm of 32 to 33. Now, obviously, we know that they're not done, right? We, we have it on co complete confirmation that once this deal is done, game uh, studios like Asobo, an avalanche, an IO interactive, they could be coming into the mix as well simply because Microsoft needs games for their game service in Xbox Game Pass. And if Remedy were to become first party, well, they would be able to sit back and make a game and take as long as they need to make the game because Microsoft will be sitting on potentially 35, 36, maybe even 40 studios. So at that point, is it an issue to have to wait for a remedy game for five years? The answer is no. The answer is no. It absolutely doesn't have. It will be not. We will not have to worry about it at all because they will be able to take their time. Uh, so I think that there is some significance here. Now we won't know. The, the funny thing about the what's on Phil Spencer's shelf conversation is normally what is on his shelf that is discovered doesn't come into fruition to months later so maybe folks and again this is a, this is a hypothetical from boomstick here maybe in june we see 
Alan Wake on the Xbox, Alan Wake Two on the Xbox stage. I, again, I I don't know if Sony has the marketing for that. I I don't know. I can't say for sure. But what if at that show, the ABK deal is done and they announce Remedy as becoming first party like they did back in 2018? I, I'm just saying there could, there's a lot of things here to, to be questioned. I think that it is a possibility. I, I love this topic that was brought up by Lou. Uh, I'll yeah. hand it over to Dave. Let's get your opinion on this, brother. Well, to your point, the um, you know um, Kojima's um, logo statue—I uh, can't think of the name of the his, uh, his character is on that—but it's been there for a long time before he was officially announced. That is correct. He yeah. came out and said we're we'll making a game with him. So there is definitely credence to you know things are possible. Let's uh, let's hope it works out that way. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, like I said, um, Alan Wake Two uh, in Game Pass would be great. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that you know Alan Wake is uh, you know was a Microsoft exclusive. Uh, the the uh, the Xbox Arcade uh, one was and still is uh, an Xbox exclusive. Uh, that's where the game uh, was born. I'd love to see it come home. Now, obviously, Alan Wake 2 has been announced for multiple consoles. So it, it, even if Microsoft did acquire, like they did with Bethesda, some games would just go to where they were promised, you know, where contracts were signed. So that that's that's what would happen. But maybe the Alan Wake franchise moving forward uh, would be a, a exclusive. I don't know. But uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, is there something to be looked upon on what's on Phil Spencer's shelf, specifically with Remedy? I, I think there is. I mean, for the most part, um, especially considering what um, Louie was bringing up as far as Ashmore saying he would be, you know, all for like another quantum break or something to those or uh, to that effect. But um, I, I know they've had some bad blood in the past. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing like a uh, uh, an Alan Wake 2 in either Game Pass or them actually go out there and make a, a true Quantum Break 2 or make something that's a blend between Quantum Break and, and Control. Um, I know they're working on like a Control 2 not right now, if I'm not mistaken. But I, everything on Phil's shelf has always led to something whether it's something in Game Pass or something that's a, a like a marketing deal or or something to that effect, or you know maybe it's something that was in the works and then kind of got pushed back because of something else coming up. But I I, I definitely think Louis on to something as far as with us um, seeing something from Remedy or that they could be on on that targeting block because they have had some financial issues. Uh, they've had to go through a couple of different publishers because of that. And, you know, Microsoft is writing checks. So I'm pretty sure they wouldn't. Well, with the exception of the one developer that keeps on calling the series S a potato or whatever that was over there. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people over at remedy wouldn't mind having um, the job security <laughs> that they uh, would have possibly as an Xbox studio with it being something where, a game that takes a little bit longer to produce goes into Game Pass. It's not as as hard pressed when it comes to getting it to, you know, ship by a certain date and make a certain amount of sales upon that. Um, but yeah, it, it would be kind of cool. I, I have my doubts just because of the bad blood. And yeah, there's there's a lot of people that have changed, you know, positions and things like that since then. But it still would be pretty cool because I, I really want a quantum break too or a quantum break. Uh, control out or uh, crossover kind of thing 
or you know just Alan Wake to have it in Game Pass day and date, and that would be awesome as well. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I, 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 again, you know, the people that made the quote unquote bad blood are no longer there. Um, I don't know if uh, that is something that could be quote unquote remedied, pun intended. Uh, I, I hope <laughs> maybe. Uh, I like Remedy. I've been a fan of their work. They are great storytellers. Uh, I love all their games. Uh, and I know a lot of people like on the fence about Control. Uh, I loved Control. I thought Control was phenomenal. Uh, I loved the DLC, the Alan Wake DLC specifically. I mean, the Alan Wake's a part of the universe, so that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, look, at the end of the day, we have no idea what uh, the significance of it being on Phil Spencer's shelf uh, uh, you know, is. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming at some point it is going to come f- to fruition. Uh, hopefully, that is in the f- in the form of uh, an acquisition. I, I think Remedy is a is a great studio. Um, they are exactly, at least in my opinion, folks, what Microsoft needs for that third person story driven type of experience that a lot of people, including myself and like Cognito, have been asking for. Uh, where you know the hashtag just one. Uh, they can deliver that. And if they had a budget where they weren't worried about keeping the lights on like they currently are right now, I mean, we know that they've had some money issues, obviously. They're a small, self-funded studio. They could potentially you know, bring in something. I mean, look look what they did with Quantum Break. Now, I, I know that there's going to be some people in this chat right now. We have over 300 people here. Like, yeah, you know what? I, I couldn't get into Alan Wake because of the you know the video that I had to watch or whatever. And that's fine. And I and I challenged people a couple of weeks ago, and I've been getting DMs and messages on Xbox Live. Oh, my God, boom, I can't believe I never played this game. If you have never played Quantum Break and you want a Sony-esque, story-driven, over-the-shoulder, incredibly graphically polished game, go play it on the Series X right now. It's in Xbox Game Pass. I am telling you you will walk away incredibly impressed. Now, that game had Microsoft funding, and it shows. And obviously, if you look at it compared, like Control was a good-looking game, but Control did not have the same graphical prowess as you found in Quantum Break. And there's a reason for it. From what we understand, they self-funded Control, and there were limitations. Now, just imagine if they had Microsoft money Backing them, they could really bring in talent. They could really spend the correct time and deliver a really good, potentially new IP or a sequel in the form of Quantum Break 2. But look, we got to get into the big topic of the show, folks. And we are we are talking about what you see on your screen right here. There's a lot to get into. And this is where Mr. Boomstick gets a bit salty. Uh, I sent this into the DM and I got I got it once again. I got a shout out, uh, um, Tim Dog. I mean, everyone knows who Tim Dog is. He's Mister Xbox. Uh, I've met him in person multiple times. I can't wait to see him again at E three twenty twenty three. He posted something on his official Twitter account, um, and he simply wrote this, folks. So because of other developers and XGS, you dock Tango. Good job, LOL. Snip via Joe Cool. Now, just for context, I'm going to read you the review 
from Metro, which gave it an 80, which is a great score, right? But this is what they had to say. And and and, and this this is where the salt comes from. Because what has what has happened is Xbox has been bad for many, many years. And they had they have they they have basically somewhat do do their own shortcomings had the industry paint them into a corner. So even when they do great and hi-fi rush is better than great. If you have a better word than great, put it into the chat. I'll read it live on the air. This game is polished. The voice acting is second to none. Every character that you meet is likable. I would even dare say lovable. This is a $30 game that is doing things against other $70 games and it's eating their effing lunch. But let me read you the review. Now I'm going to read most of the review and it's pretty positive, but I got to read you at the end for context, the stab in the rib. This is what Metro UK uk had to say. They published this on January 29th. They say this folks, a very welcome surprise that is one of the most enjoyable, unique games on Xbox and one of the best rhythm action games in a very long time. That, that's glowing, right? Glowing review, as well as having arguably the best cel-shaded graphics ever. So you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool, right? Well, they go on to say this, and this is where I have to get salting. Admittedly, that's not saying much given it's also a first uh, the, the first Xbox Series X exclusive to be published by Microsoft themselves. The wasteland that has been the Xbox release schedules for the last few years, listen to this folks, limits the accolades that we can give the game, but it's a breath of fresh air for Xbox gamers, developer Tango Gameworks and the rhythm action genre as a whole. Now, this went from a 10 out of 10 review to having to throw a dig in the ribs, a, a shot in the ribs, whether you stab you somebody or you poke them or you punch them that I've ever seen. Like, I, is that not reckless journalism at its finest? It's like, it, so, so let me, let me get this straight. So we, so we have a complete understanding here with the over 300 people we have. So you, maybe we can get you into the, in, involved in the conversation. The game went from it's a very welcome surprise and one of the most unique and enjoyable games on Xbox, one of the best rhythm games, action games in a very long time, as well as having arguably the best cel-shaded graphics ever. We went from that to we can't give it the proper accolades because of the wasteland that has been Xbox Game Studio release schedule the last couple of years. How does one paragraph correlate with the other? So what we're ultimately saying here is the game is a 10, but because XGS has shit the bed, and they have over the last couple of years when it comes to releasing games on time, that's Microsoft's big problem right now, and I'm not going to get into it because I'm just saying it for context. We're going to pull points away from a game that went from a 10 to an 8 because of someone else's fault. So, so we went from reviewing the game to reviewing XGS. I'm confused. 
and I'm going to go first to Fuzzy here. Fuzzy, <laughs> you're the one of the saltiest ones here, and, and and you're a very reserved salt master. You know, you keep it in, and then you explode on the scene, and then we got salt on the rise, and we're all blinded. Is this not ridiculous? It, it's beyond ridiculous because if the whole purpose of reviewing the game or reviewing a game is to basically focus on that particular title, what the company that produces it does outside of that, I mean, I could see some people, you know, wondering what that company may do behind the scenes, but that's not what the review is about. The review is about the actual title or the piece of art that they made and review that. So the history or the the company behind it, they, you know, tripped and fell over their own two feet last year because of, you know, a, a low release schedule. That has nothing to do with this particular game at this instance when you're reviewing it. I can understand you having that in the back of your mind, but why would you even bother holding that as, well, we're going to dock a few points because of that. Like, uh, I don't know. Does does the person that reviews cars, you know, hold a few points back uh, on on like a, a, a new Cadillac because, well, in the 80s, the American auto industry tanked or whatever? No, it, it's ridiculous in the sense it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to score this this Sony TV that great because they're they're, you know, they're not like the the Zenith TVs of the past or it's like nonsense. I, I, it, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this is a byproduct of the game doing the shadow drop. Like this is the, the type of either media bias or the personal feelings that they, it's, they pretty much have to in, inject into their review where instead of worrying about the game itself, I don't like Xbox and the fact that they didn't deliver games last year. So I'm going to dock points on it as opposed to I played this game. I enjoyed it. It, it, Like all the things that they said as far as, oh, the tremendous cell shading, blah, blah, blah. That that should be where your review kind of stops, not what Xbox did or what Tango Gameworks did before or any of that. Like the only time a previous history of a game should even be somehow wrapped up in a review as if it's a a series like mass effect or tomb raider or something like you know i love this game based on it like an as an individual title but when you compare it to the previous tomb raider but that still shouldn't affect the score overall like you can have your personal feelings that you enjoyed the previous versions before but this one just in and itself has this score so it, it just it bothers me I don't understand why, you know, people that I guess they, they, they're feeling salty because they didn't get to review bomb this to some extent or or get to put out a narrative like, well, you know, another cartoony game and you know who would buy this? Oh, this is more of like, you know, Game Pass fodder it, instead of just reviewing the game, playing the game, reviewing it, giving a score based on the game. And that's it. But I've, I've rambled enough. I want to hear what Dave and Louie have to say. No, no. I mean, it, it's look, folks, uh, I'm sorry to say, and I don't I don't mean to continue to, to beat this narrative or to beat this drum. There is a, an inherent gaming journalism hatred for Xbox. And at some point, like I, I, I was I have said you guys, you guys and gals have heard me say this n- numerous times. Oh, just wait until Xbox 
gets their locomotion going, right? And they have a cadence of you know every three months, boom, 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 just like the beats in this game. You know, you you they're dropping a uh, a triple A first party game every three months. What, what, wait, wait until that happens. The gaming media is going to turn around, and you know what? I've come to realize, folks, that is never going to effing happen. And I'm going to tell you why. What's on your screen is why. This is what is considered a gaming masterclass release. It was shadow dropped during one of Microsoft's best produced shows ever. And on top of that, it's not even a full-priced game. It's 30 bucks, and of course, you can download it on Xbox, Game Pass. And what another cool feature that maybe a lot of people don't know, there is a deluxe edition or a version of this game for $40. And if you go to that deluxe edition on your Xbox and you scroll down, you can buy for $8.99 because it's 10% off in Game Pass, the added uh, um, deluxe edition and all you have to spend is $8.99. And it gives you 20,000 credits and a bunch of outfits that you can change because your character is customizable, where you can change the color of his clothes, his scarf, his guitar. Like, if you see the guitar I have, it's, 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 it's the cat, not the regular guitar. So it's all these cool additives that you can get for $8.99, right? You don't have to buy the game, you can, but you can buy the deluxe edition, uh, you know, content for, for nine bucks. Um and it this these listen it is getting good reviews it's sitting on open critic right now as a 91 it, it it is doing good things but i i i i got to say this folks that i honestly believe begrudgingly that there are a lot of reviewers that are literally biting their tongues while they're writing this review because at some point just to show face, just to be a part of the conversation, they're going to have to eventually give games that are due good reviews. But a perfect example of these so-called good reviews is from Metro. They give it an 8 out of 10. That's a great review. And, and, and if, if what you read is what the review is, reviewer is trying to say, it's a 10. But when you see the words, oh, we have to give it this score because of this, it doesn't make sense. I think it is reckless journalism, and I think that inherently there is, there is, a, there is Xbox is going to be behind the eight ball even when they get it right. Dave, talk about it, brother. Am, am I onto something here? Is, 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 is Fuzzy onto something here? Definitely. Um, Fuzzy was all over it, on it, sticking it. Stick the landing there, Fuzz. I love it. It, uh, <laughs> dude. It is. Um, I, I mean, it's they're they're they wear their bias on their sleeve. I mean, it's obvious that they that they you know they they probably was like hated doing the best they could, and and then they're like you know ah, oh, but we can say you know oh well this is just the beginning and they've still got a lot to prove. Blah 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 bullshit. I'm sorry, I cussed. But that's BS. It's fine. We're adults here. It's it's total BS, man. It, it it it's and it's blatantly obvious. Everybody sees it. Uh, you know, it should have been a lot higher score from them than that. But that's okay. Um, IGN Japan gets it. 
you know, and maybe it's because it's a Japanese developer who, by the way, when Phil was talking about this the other day in his interview, Tango Gameworks, they came to them and said, hey, we want to shadow drop this. We feel that confident in this game that we want to do that. And Phil's like, if you feel like you, you want to do it, we'll do it. And they did it. And look what happened. Boom. And, and, and the sales on Steam, even if it's in Game Pass, if you have a Game Pass subscription, are through the roof. And I believe from what, uh, what's been reported, I'll have to look at my numbers, so I'm not going to hold me to this, but that um, it's actually made more revenue. Yeah, we're going to get into token. that. Yeah, no, talk about that for a hot second. Folks, let's, let, let's talk about this, okay? Uh, you, you know, Dave brings up a great point, and I want him to continue this point. Look, Forspoken is a mess, right? It's one of, uh, and this is now back-to-back PlayStation exclusives that have been complete garbage, right? They have made a deal with Platinum Games on Babylon's Fall, which is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and after a month, the servers were shut down because it's a piece of garbage, right? Now this game comes out, and it had a lot of buzz. It had a lot of marketing. And what did, what did Square do? Square does what Square does. And they forget that the Xbox community exists, and they don't care. And they released this game that is written abysmally at best. Uh, that That's the nicest thing I could possibly say about it, especially uh, on some of the things that I've read from people in the in the community that are just disgusted with the way that the character was treated uh, and the stereotypical uh, uh, way it was written. Um, Look, it's a hunk of junk, right? The game is 70 bucks, which is of course what uh, Sony has, uh, you know, they they made the $70 game popular. Everyone jumped on ship and now $70 is a thing, right? $70 game inherently just on the fact that it's oh it's double the amount of what you see in front of your screen just on mathematical principles should make more money the truth of the matter is that's not in fact the case as a matter of fact last week on steam for purchases forspoken was 31st and this game that just released on wednesday shadow dropped was number five. Okay? So, by all means, please continue, Dave. Oh, it's... Um, I mean, that's, that's basically it, man. It's just It just shows that, that the game, you know, it, it's quality gaming, and, you know, and, and it's a lot of, be honest, butthurt. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that are like us that, are, that play on all consoles or play on a lot of consoles, just, you know, not necessarily just... The Xbox. Yeah, I have a PlayStation. I have a Switch. I have PC. I have a Steam Deck. So, you know, I play different places. And, you know, being able to, to have a good variety of games on all platforms is great. And I, and I love it. But just because, and listening to some of the hardcore haters of xbox that's basically all you can call them they're not let's say fanboys they're just they're haters of of xbox for whatever reason they feel like they owe sony so much yeah and like sony is a great company they have made some great games but they don't always do great things for the consumers and this you know recently has proven it 
So with Jim flying all over the place. But, you know, we're going to get into crying Ryan momentarily because <laughs> I'm that jumping, dude I'm jumping is subjects, I'm sorry. ridiculous. No, no, the, by all yeah. means, we're, we're here to talk about it, brother. But it's, um, it's sad. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's sad that it's come to that. And, 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 and they just can't stand that there's something good. And, and they're going to try and belittle it or keep it down as best they can because it doesn't fit their narrative. And that's it. That's basically it. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I mill in the chat, a, a good friend of the show is always here in the, in the chat. So thank you so much for that. And of course, thank you for the compliment or the comment. I should say, he says, I don't understand why Xbox fans still rely on Metacritic when most of the gaming media on that site is P- PlayStation centric. Uh, whatever happened to you fool me once, shame on you. You fool me twice, shame on me. And you know what? I, I, I want to respond to that. Um, I don't think it's that we, as a community, depend on on a review from Metacritic or what they actually have to say is important. Uh, but you see, the issue at hand isn't Metacritic as a whole. It is that the gaming media has had has put this stigma onto Xbox as Xbox bad, anything PlayStation good. Right, like I, I know I'm not the only one that sees this. I'm, I mean, again, I don't like taking the shows that we do because I work real hard on these shows, and I try to be guy positive number one. But every now and again, something goes across the desk, or a situation is 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 in in the you know the gaming media or in the gaming community that I have to begrudgingly sometimes discuss. And it is like I said, metric. Not every website is doing the, ja- the the rib jabs. We've seen 10 out of 10s. We've seen 9 out of 10s. Uh, it's, like I said, open open critic. It's sitting at a 91 right now, and it deserves that. But it's still a conversation that we have to have because no matter what Xbox does, like Starfield could legitimately come out. And again, we don't know. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. There's some there's some insider that got a lot of things right, especially of uh, things in the past that is suggesting that Starfield isn't in isn't in great shape. Uh, tomorrow, Skullzy TV once again will be re- reprising his role as a panel member. He has some information and some opinions on what is being said, specifically about the leaked three uh, thirty one uh, 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 the three twenty three twenty three date. That Jez Corden says, you know, it's just a placeholder. Um, so we're going to get Skolzy on tomorrow on the Xbox Factor podcast. That's tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we we, we have to discuss it. I, I think that it, it, it behooves us as community members that we have to talk about some of the unfortunate ongoings that are that are happening in, in gaming media. And this is a perfect example of it. E- even when Microsoft gets it right, they can't get it right. It, it's... It's frustrating to see, to be honest with you, because like I said, all all Microsoft did and all Tango Gameworks did was shadow drop what is probably going to be in many people's game of the year conversation at the end of this year, and we're only in January. Think about that for a second. This didn't get leaked. Yeah, there were some thoughts and there were some opinions that it might be there, and but no one really knew what this game was. Now, granted, you know, there are gives credit where credit is due. Jeff Grubb talked about this actually being there months ago. That's what he heard. 
So we had an idea that it could be there. Then we heard that it wasn't going to be there. And then we heard that it was going to be there. So it was a back and forth situation. But now we have it, folks. Now it's in front of us. Now everyone is playing it. Now, some people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's 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 a one and done. Oh, you know, it's game is over quick. I'm at 15 hours and I'm only halfway through. And that's because that's how I play these games. I check every nook and cranny. And by the time I finish this game, I'll have 30 hours. I'll have probably three times the amount of the average gamer because I don't want to finish a game just to say, hey, guys, look, I finished the game. I could I, I could care less about status quo. I'm enjoying the game and I want to find all the secret rooms and all the secret paths and try to rank uh, level up my character and find everything I can. That's how I play God of War. That's how I play any of the, 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 the you know single player type of games. Um, so, look. At the end of the day, I don't put reviewers or reviews ahead of me buying or playing a game. I just don't do that because, well, I've been gaming since uh, 78. Your, your opinion is your opinion, and if you think the game sucks, that's good for you. I might find the game to be a game of the uh, quality. But mm-hmm. Crazy Lou Gaming, let's get your opinion on this, brother. A- another shot in the ribs to Microsoft via... Uh, Metro UK, which is a rag magazine. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is that they, you know, on, on a Tuesday, they love PlayStation. On a Thursday, for clicks, they're, they're hating PlayStation. It's just what they do. But even when you read a glowing review, like we read live on the air, they got to find a way to muddle it up with some Xbox hate. I, I don't understand why the media continues to do this. Please, let's get your opinion on it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of fuzzy salt for for a bit. You know, I, I'm be a little bit salty though on, on all these reviews and all these articles and all this stuff. I mean, I'll be honest with you. What happened to what a review of a game was? I mean, literally, people need to go back to that and they need to review the games how it's supposed to be reviewed. The fun factor, the sound, the quality, all that stuff needs to go back to it and stop reviewing the games because it's on this box or that box or any type of box. It doesn't matter. It's a video game. I mean, all these developers have put hard work into this game, and they do deserve credit. They do not deserve to be, like, put down, get a bad score, because why? It's on Xbox? No. Why don't you guys give them the score what they deserve? They actually made a great game. I mean, look at IGN Japan. They give them a 10. A lot of people give it a 9, 8. I mean, everybody's happy with it, and all they have done is have said positive things about it. Instead, you go out here, you review this game, right? You say, hey, you know, this is great, but Xbox was a wasteland. What does Xbox have to do with it, you know? Even though it's it's an Xbox game, yeah, but what does it have to do with it, you know? Okay, we understand Xbox for the last generation, not this one, because this generation, they started off really good, right? 2022 was clean. We did not get a bunch of stuff. We actually got two games. And right now, 2023, we're starting this year. We're going to get a couple games, right? But even though that generation that did not do good, right? This generation, they're actually trying to make up for it. So why call it a wasteland? Why, you know, Charlie's trying to throw garbage at it? You know, I don't understand why they do this. Of course, because out there, frankly, it's the truth. There's a lot of more, there's, there are more haters out there than people that think positive. Sad, but true. Because that's what I see every time you read an article when you throw these companies down the, down the hill or down into the garbage is because that's what people want to read. You know, when they, when you read that stuff, you're like, why are this, these guys saying this? And again, like I was saying, review the games just for being the game. Do not review it with hate. 
you know, or blame the company or this and that. Just review the game for what it is. These guys did an awesome job, and they do deserve good credit. I agree. Uh, And and again, this is not a topic, but this is is just another uh, uh, click-grabbing attempt by Game Rant of all places, which I used to hold to a high-quality... Uh, and now they're they're like the inquirer. They're starting to become like the inquirer in in, in, in in like your your Walmart. Like you go to pay for your stuff, and the inquirer is there, right? And if you think that it just stops at uh, um, you know high high fi rush, right? You're wrong. And I, I bring up this particular thing because we're going to get into the crying Jim Ryan. I'm just I, I look look folks. Here's the thing. I give Sony all the credit in the world because they deserve it, right? Now, some people will argue against that and say, boom, you shouldn't give them any credit, but I'm fair. You cannot argue that even though they have done some egregious things for the industry, $70 games, charging $50 more for their console in something that's never been done in gaming, right? People are still buying the game, uh, the, the console for near 600 when they were buying it for, you know, a five and change, um, Charging uh, developers and publishers, uh, you know, an, an a-hole tax, as it's known, for cross-play. Uh, charging $3 more for their streaming service that does not have day-in-day games. They, they have done some egregious things. Take nothing away from Sony. They're scumbags. That's the bottom line. I, that, I said it. That's right. I, 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 like play, I really enjoy PlayStation, but I despise Sony. And, and that comes the way of Mag, middle-aged game guy, who says it all the time, and I have to second his notion. Uh, I love PlayStation for their games. That's why I have one. Uh, I love The Last of Us. I love God of War. I love Aloy. I think she's one of the best new characters in years. Uh, I love what they have done. So I do give them the flowers they deserve when it comes to high-quality, movie-esque type of experiences. You, you, again, you don't, maybe it's not for you, and I hear you if that's the case, but they're for me. I'm a selfish gamer. I like single-player. I like putting on my 3D audio headphones, getting in, involved in a game and just going off and enjoying it. That's just how I like to play games, right? Okay. But reeling it back in, as Mrs. Boom says, sometimes I could be a little bit long-winded. And she's not wrong for saying so. Game Rant writes this. Should Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard go through, it could give the company and Xbox too much power over the video game industry. And I say to myself, you see, this is why Jim Ryan has a voice, and it's bullshit. Pardon my one-curse French. Um, I am sorry to say, folks, I am so utterly sick and tired of this whole situation. I I cannot wait for this deal to get done simply because PlayStation and, and Jim Ryan their developers and their gamers have this I am better than you ideology that we can do whatever we want because we're the market leaders. And because um, uh, Microsoft is trying to compete with them, they can, they're not allowed to buy things. And we and, 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 and again, we're going to get into the Jim Ryan flying back to Brussels to, to, to peddle his bullshit. Which has it, which has been proven wrong time and time again, and like I said, I'm tired of this ideology that the industry has when it comes to Sony. 
they have gone out of their way to keep everyone under their boots. They have been the market leader. And it's not a mistake, folks. Again, like I said, I will give them flowers where it's necessary. They have come out with some incredible experiences dating all the way back. I'm back to the PlayStation one, but specifically where I think they really started to strut their stuff was on the PlayStation four. I mean, the PlayStation three had great games, unbelievable experiences, but if you look at what they did really revving the engine in like 2017, 2018, 2019, even 2020, and then you look what they did last year, maybe not every game, was critically, I mean, you know, uh, commercially a success, but critically, they did some good things, right? So you cannot argue that they make good games, but it's the in-between-the-line stuff that makes me sick. So, obviously, we have in front of us some quotes, and I'm going to give you who said the quotes, okay? Now, we learned that... Jim Ryan last Wednesday flew out to Brussels to once again argue to the CMA and to the EU regulators that this deal is bad for gaming, ultimately suggesting that it's bad for PlayStation, who's been the market leader for two plus decades. Over 21 years, they have been the market leader. End of story. The numbers are there. Just go look it up. Well, I pulled a tweet from Frank X. Shaw. And he is currently the lead communications uh, uh, person for Microsoft. And he put out a couple of tweets that I have to bring up. And I think that they are incredibly relevant because it does paint Jim Ryan and SIE proper as a bunch of crybabies, a bunch of rebel rousers, and more importantly, a bunch of liars. And he says this, folks, and I'm going to read you all four tweets and I'm going to get into it. I hear Sony is briefing people in Brussels, claiming that Microsoft is unwilling to offer them parity for Call of Duty if we acquire Activision. Nothing could be further from the truth. Here's number two. We've been clear. We've offered Sony a 10-year deal to give them parity on timing, content, features, quality, playability, and any other aspect of the game. We've also said we're happy to make this enforceable through a contract, regulatory agreements, and other means. He goes on to say, and here's tweet number three, Sony is the console market leader, and it would defy business logic for us to exclude PlayStation gamers from Call of Duty ecosystem. And finally, he goes on to say, our goal is to bring Call of Duty and other games as we did with Minecraft to more people around the world so they can play them where and how they want. Now, each one of these things, you want to talk about stats? Well, the first tweet saw um, 1.8 million views. Okay. The second one had 136,000 views. The third one, 531,000 views. And the last one, almost 170,000 views. That means that a lot of people are looking at this deal. And again, Sony has invested for their business and their companies. They have, if you look at the past 18 to 24 months, 
They've purchased and added studios and developers and IP to their uh, a repertoire to better PlayStation. It's a fact, folks. Absolute fact, right? Microsoft has done some things since 2018 because, remember, at some point they only had five studios. That's not good, right? Microsoft is trying to do something that has never been done in gaming. It's the biggest deal in the history of gaming as we know it. But you know what? They have the money and they have the means and Xbox Game Pass that they have to have content to. I, again, folks, I'm just really honestly sick of the nonsense that is Sony and specifically, and uh, pardon, uh, I don't know why my footage is running in slow motion. I will put some new footage on it. It recorded just fine, so we'll fix that in a second. But I want to go first to uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, Mr. Saltmaster himself. Uh, <laughs> please, let's talk about this, dude, because uh, this is, again, all of the evidence, Fuzzy, for what Microsoft is going to do post-ABK is out there. They're willing to sign contracts. They're willing to make concessions to get this deal done. Mm -hmm. How is it so anyone is listening to Sony, who is the market leader and has been the market leader, has put their boot on the throat of the rest of the gaming industry where they have forced entities like websites mm -hmm. and publishers and developers to move when they say move? It, it's funny to me. Like... I think it was the Game Rant article where they were saying, you know, too much power. And I, they said too much power enough times where if that was a drinking game, I would have fell off the stool by now. But um, it's just it, it's funny to me that they're they're And it's almost like the, the shaky head guy, Adam, whatever um, that was talking about, oh, you know, they'll make games worse and charge more money. It's like if I let me back up. If I'm a PlayStation loyalist, why wouldn't, and, and I hate Xbox and I want them to fail, why wouldn't I want them to raise prices of games and make them worse? Because then they would probably disappear real quick because who's going to buy a more expensive game that's crap? But that that's that's logic. That would be illogical, you know, for Microsoft to do something like that. But yet they keep on posting that same stuff as far as all these articles, oh, they're going to, you know, they're taking away Activision Blizzard and there'll be less studios for people to work at. And OK, every studio that I've ever seen get acquired, every last one, there's somebody that leaves and starts a new studio. And in most cases, there's two or three people that leave and start two or three studios. I can't remember the last time somebody hasn't left Bungie and started a new studio or left EA in any one of their studios and started their own studio. The same thing with people with Microsoft. Undead Labs, two people left, two new studios started. Uh, what was it? With Bethesda. I think there was three people that left, at least two studios started. Go back and look at all the studios that start almost every freaking day. Now, sure. You go from AAA to AA or however you want to look at it. Ooh, it's a new indie studio. Give it enough time, there'll be a bigger studio after maybe their first release or several releases. I mean, look at uh, the guy that that uh, uh, left from EA to go to do the Callisto Protocol. That it, it, 
it, it's amazing to me that people forget that studios pop up almost every day. Some succeed, some don't, unfortunately, but there's always more studios. So Microsoft can have Activision Blizzard and there'll be people that probably leave one of the studios at Activision Blizzard. There's, there's already a guy that left Blizzard now. Give it a year, he'll probably start his own studio or be at a different studio that's a startup because him and a few friends will probably figure out a way to get the funding to start something or just go independent and, and make an indie game that, you know, people love to play or, or something along those lines. But it's always funny that it's like, oh, they're going to have too much power. They're going to go ahead and raise prices. Yes, they raise. Unfortunately, they raise prices from 60 to 70. Thank you, Sony, Activision and, and Take Two, because those are the knuckleheads that, that helped push that agenda to get you know, or to make games more expensive. Sure, there's the extra costs in the micro and macroeconomics. Oh, God. Um, but <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where pricing, yes, it can go up, but it doesn't always have to go up. Because if you apply that, that logic to certain industries or certain electronics, for example, flat screen TVs keep getting cheaper. Um Cell phones, except for like, I guess your your Halo or your your flagship phones, keep getting cheaper, and even some of those are getting cheaper because I think Apple's realized you can only sell the same phone with a couple of megapixel more uh, camera a few times before people are like, yeah, I'm gonna sit this one out. But I just paid off my phone. I, I have the uh, the S twenty one plus, right? Like. The phone is monster sized. It does everything I need to do. And I literally just paid off our phones. My phone mm. bill now is incredibly affordable. What the hell do I need to buy the S22 plus, <laughs> plus negative? I, I, I can go the S23 that's out now. Well, I don't, don't you want three shit. more megapixels on your I, camera? I don't. I actually don't. <laughs> I have three things on my three camera uh, lenses. I don't need a fourth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that that's the thing. It's like they're, they're so concerned with Microsoft having too much power that somehow it's going to kill off their, their favorite or preferred platform, Sony. Because I guarantee you, if they were a, a PC-only gamer or primarily a PC gamer, could care less about the console market, why would you care about Sony anyway? If anything, you'd be like, good, let them go. So then maybe they become a publisher. So if we finally get the stuff on PC, but no, every last one of these knuckleheads are console gamers that I guess were raised on PS one through PS five. And, and you can clearly see it in the, the editorial pieces that they make. Like I'm a person that started with play. Well, I didn't start with PlayStation, but I went with PlayStation one, skip PlayStation two for PC came back even while being on PC to have PS3, PS4, and PS5, but picked up Xbox at the Xbox One generation. Didn't want to bother with Xbox in, prior to that. But even I can see Activision being acquired by Xbox is not the end of Sony. It's not the end of gaming. And, and if they should ever get full of themselves, because we see this every generation, a bit of a, a flip-flop to some extent, if they ever got full of themselves after acquiring activision and and they start doing stupid stuff like charging more for the games and making them lesser quality guess where they'll be the next generation at the bottom like it happens every time somebody gets a big head and then they go into the next generation think they're going to kick all the doors down and all the doors slam in their face so these articles are, are funny to me but it's tiring like come up with something new like uh, it was funny when 
there were articles about the whole power savings thing. Like people don't buy power saving or energy saving appliances for the past 20 years. Like, really? You're going to, oh, that's, that's now a problem. But Xbox acquiring Activision, that's nothing. It, it, it's, if anything, if, if the, the bad culture that was going on at Activision was a problem for you before and you hate Microsoft, you should be cheering like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and acquire them so both of y'all can cancel each other out kind of thing. But yeah. no, no, everybody's like, no, my Call of Duties. Oh, no, my PlayStation might disappear. They'll become a publisher. <laughs> and, you know, it, but like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably rambling too much. But no, 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 listen, I love the salt. <laughs> I, I think it's necessary for the conversation and for context that we are currently having. Um, again, I, I know I'm not the only one. But first of all, we got almost 500 people here. I do want to catch up on Super Chats before I bring in uh, Web Dave. Um, but look, the bottom line is this. The quote from Phil Spencer a couple of – I would say a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's a little bit maybe, – maybe it's a couple of months ago where when he was being interviewed, and he just had an interview with IGN, which I thought was phenomenal, 25 minutes if you missed it, a lot of big, big pieces of, uh, of, of things that we're not covering today, but we are going to cover tomorrow. Uh, specifically, uh, when he said a couple of uh, months ago where uh, Sony succeeds by making Microsoft or Xbox smaller, he's not lying, folks. That is a fact. Now, granted, I, I am not taking any other responsibility away from Microsoft. Let's call a spade a spade, okay? Microsoft, I said this in the opening, has painted themselves in the, a corner, and they have not been hitting the way that they should when it comes to release schedules and first party. So people have lost confidence with the brand. Now, that's not everybody, but you have to give them the smoke, where it's due and that is one of their shortcomings marketing and messaging has not been the greatest over the course of the last years i will help put my hand up and say that but you can start to see a seismic shift in the marketing a marketing and messaging and a perfect example of what we are hoping is the new face of xbox is what they put on last wednesday it was phenomenal from top to bottom 43 minutes of of awesomeness. If they can continue that, we're going to start to see minds and hearts change. But the Jim Ryan situation is sickening because he continuously goes out there to paint them as the victim. They're, you know, they're walking into court limping, right? Like Renfield. And we know that the minute they walk out, they're, they're rocking the pimp daddy cane. Right. Uh, you know, and, and 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 no one can touch them. No one can even have a conversation with them. I'm tired of it, folks. I know you have to be tired of it again. Even when this deal is done, if if Microsoft were, quote unquote, were to get into first place, it's going to take years to get there. Uh, no one said anything negative about them acquiring Bungie for three point. Uh, $1 billion, right? That went through regulators as the market leader as if you and I changed our socks. I don't understand how this double standard continues. And in fact, there is a double standard. And again, I cannot wait for this deal just to be done 
and all of the evidence that is out there. Uh, and again, it's one of the things that just goes to show you that there is agendas. We learned about this last week. Uh, the head of the FTC, Lena Khan, rushed into action the lawsuit to block this deal after getting off the phone with the CMA and the EU regulators who had explained to her that she was going to they that they were going to sit down with Microsoft once they put out there what their concerns were to get the deal done. We that that's that that's common knowledge. Go go look it up. I, I can't do all the work for you. I got enough on my plate. This came out last week. It's a fact. She rushed. That's why the lawsuit is so has so many holes. Because literally, this whole thing with the FTC is politically motivated. Why? I don't know. I mean, you have to ask her that, but that's a fact. This goes to show you how this industry has, even like in some of the things that's going on, they move where Sony moves. And I think that's a problem. Um, let me get to the super chats and we'll get Dave in on the conversation. There's been quite a few of them. Uh, so the first one of the day comes the way of Brett Bingham, generous friend of the program. He drops. A very generous $5 Super Chat says Metro UK didn't give Hi-Fi Rush a better score because it was on Xbox. Stop the console war slander. I mean, there you go. I think if this was, if this would have been a Sony exclusive, it had been game of the, of the generation, game of the decade. Sony does it again. Ah, where's my flowers? That's what, how it would have went. It's, it's just disgusting. Um, El Greco 17 drops a very generous $2 super chat and says March field. I, I, I still think it's coming in March. I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> um, Brett Bingham drops an additional uh, $2 super chat and says, what about a Max Payne reboot? Oh, God, I would absolutely love the original Max Payne reboot, you know, redone in like, you know, current graphics and, and, and engines. Oh, that would be so dope. Uh, Adidas uh, 20 zero drops a very generous $5 super chat, but it's what it's what he says that warms the heart folks. He says, your channel is very important. And I appreciate the uh, very nice compliment. Uh, most of the journalists are Sony fans and they will continue to control the narrative and not give Xbox credit. And I agree a thousand percent. We also have Highlander 001, another generous friend of the program drops a very Outrageous five dollars super chat says afternoon booming panel. I believe the hate in Xbox goes back to when Donald Allen Matrix, yeah, man, <laughs> was the head of the Xbox and what he did. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Good old Donnie D. Uh, yes, um, not he. He did not leave his mark as if you were hoping, and he left more of a an underwear stain, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, listen. Dave, let, let's get your hot take opinion on this. Talk about it, brother. I mean, are, I mean, you have been very salty, very publicly uh, oriented when it comes to this deal. You're you're our money man on the panel. Is is what some sites and Jim Ryan suggesting that if this deal goes through, it's the end of everyone? Yes, boom, the world is over as we know it, and God help us all. And <laughs> Atari starts making systems again, and that's that's where it all ends no 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 sorry lost it there for a second but you know it's uh it's crazy that people think this way but it is that's that's what we're up against the bottom line is that uh sony is scared sony 
is scared. People are like, yeah, they're a market leader. Why do they have to be scared? Because they know that Game Pass is working and Game Pass is their Achilles heel. It is something that they don't want to dive into. They don't want to put the effort into it. They don't want to put the money into it because they're making good money now. If everything stays like it is, the status quo, they continue to, to stay the market leader. Rocking the boat, which is what Microsoft is doing by this deal, uh, even though they're, you know, conceded to do this, this, and this, it um, it doesn't matter. It's not what they want. They don't want the concessions um, because they don't want the deal, period. So they're going to, uh, up up until it's too late, or it's not necessarily too late, but in, but until it's, there's absolutely no hope. And as far as, you know, the deal is quote unquote done, they will continue to die on the hill that this is wrong for the industry. It's bad for everybody. Oh, always me. Microsoft is going to destroy everything. All gamers are going to suffer because of Microsoft. Simply not true. Um, it's just, it, it, it's sad that, you know, some people can't see it or they're feeling the fuel for the fire, as it were, by trying to, um, you know, continue the narrative that this is, that this is going down. When it comes down to it, though, uh, the deal's going to get done. Uh, Sony can't stop it. it. It's it's probably closer now than than, than we know. Um, I'll have to look on that uh, boom and find find what he said. Um, it's um, it's just uh, it, it's a sad state of affairs. But you know, he he's he's desperate. He's it's his last ditch effort. He's going to do everything he can to try and make it stop. But what should, you know, the people that are, I guess, fans of Xbox or fans of gaming should be confident about is Phil's confidence in the last interview he did when he did that interview with the IGN, that he he is confident that still is close to being done. And, and, and he, he feels more confident now in the deal than he did the day they started. So if that's the case, that, then we should all take a deep breath and be like, it's happening. These things do take time, unfortunately. But everything is falling into place, even though, um, um, they're trying to, you know, stop it, and they've been trying to, you know, extend it. You know, Microsoft has a, has a um, um, a court order out there where they want to uh, see the documents for yes. the release. Yes, they want to see what Sony. what Sony's doing in regards to their uh, exclusive contracts. Uh, they have, that, yeah, they have well, it yes. now again to to February first. So February first, I believe, is the final push. I don't think they can push that off anymore. Now, no, I think they, up, I think they they've they, they've postponed it twice. I don't think there's a third postponement. Right, and and, and so the first is is the so that'd be like Wednesday, I think, is what you know when those that will be filing will be released. If we even up see it at all, it'll be pretty heavily redacted, I'm sure, so that you know they will know what it says. The judge will know what it says, but we won't you know, see what it says. And Mark, as far as Sony's concerned, that's why they keep trying to, to block it and stop it because they don't want anybody to see it. But if this case goes full to court with the FTC, Sony's going to have to give up the goods because they'll be, it'll be a court order requirement for them to do so. So all I can say, deal's going through. Fuzzy's a god. <laughs> Love you, Look, 
I, I, at the end of the day, uh, like I said, I, I am I am looking forward to this deal going through for a lot of reasons, more more so as a consumer, right? Uh, there's a chance if this deal goes before June, which a lot of people think that it might, um, we get uh, Diablo 4 into Xbox Game Pass day and date. So that saves me 70 bucks. Um, you know, Call of Duty will not be in Game Pass for a couple of years because of the contract that expires, I think, next year. I think 2025 is the first year that uh, that Sony wouldn't have the marketing rights. Uh, and it would be it would be back to Xbox. Uh, so they had, you know, obviously this year, which there's no no mainstay Call of Duty. It's just DLC. Um, but uh, next, the, the following year will be the standard November release of whatever the Call of Duty is going to be, whether that's a remake of Black Ops 2, whether that is a remake of Modern Warfare 3, or that's just a brand new Call of Duty altogether. We, we don't know at this point. Um, but I, I will say that everyone has really... Had some really good opinions. Uh, the chat's been r- very feisty going back and forth. And again, real good stuff as always. But I want to get uh, Crazy Lou Gaming's uh, opinion on this. Crazy Lou, look, uh, you've heard what uh, uh, Dave had to say. Specifically, Fuzzy was, you know, at the salty fuzzy that we know and love. Um, <laughs> and Dave brought the money aspect into the conversation, which he normally does. Uh, wh- wh- where where do you fall about... Um, I mean, again, we talked about this in the green room, folks. I have a suspicion. Again, this is just my opinion. I don't have good authority on this, so take it with a grain of salt. Phil Spencer comes out, and he seems uh, very confident that this deal is going to get done. Right? He, he is running the deal. We know that he is going and flying all over the place, just like Jim Ryan speaking to regulators and saying, "You know, we are willing to sit down to the table. We are willing to do this, that, and the third. Give us your your concerns." And we will address them. We know that it is coming the way of the CMA and the EU. Their 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 concerns for the industry at whole is going to become is going to be out there. Uh, hopefully, even as close as this week. Um, it makes you wonder, Crazy Lou Gaming, if that he Jim Ryan for him to fly out again to Brussels to once again give his opinion on how this is bad for the quote-unquote industry suggests that this deal is going to get done because he already flew out to here, there, and everywhere. Sony has already given their written documentation to all of the, the all of the places that have approved the deal, but also all of the places like the FTC who's suing to block the deal and the CMA and the EU Commission who have not given or rendered their verdict yet. So there might be some inside information that he has that is saying that the CMA and the EU Commission are willing to work out a deal to get what they want and also approve this deal. Does does that does that make logic logical sense to you? Hmm. I don't see something though. I mean, after I see him fly to Brussels, what is telling me that this guy is scared. Sony is scared. I mean, these guys are scared to to. I don't know. I don't even know how scared they are because I'm gonna tell you something though. Xbox is is, is doing what it can to get itself into the competition, and they're they're doing a really good job, and they're doing an excellent job, you know, with all these games and all this stuff going on. And once they acquire Activision Blizz, they will get even more into the level of competing with these guys, because I'm gonna tell you something though. Jim Ryan flying over there again. 
you know, I, I sat here, you know, analyzed everything you guys were saying. I was like, hmm, if I go down to, you know, and sit down and do a little bit of math, I was like, wait, this year only? Like, for example, look at Xbox with Bethesda, right? How many games has Bethesda, is Bethesda releasing this year? You got three from them. You got the Tango game, which like isn't Tango from Bethesda, right? Tango's from Bethesda, right? Yeah. That's yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. So Tango's from Bethesda, that's one. You got Starfield coming, which we don't still not know, don't know you yet. And then we got um Redfall. That's three games, right? So imagine when they do acquire Activision Blitz, and those games are gonna actually deliver year after year. You know, we're gonna have be getting a bunch of games year after year from Xbox. So here's the thing, though, and this is my point of view on this whole sh- deal shenanigans, and I think that Jim Bryan um, needs to stop this. They, they really do need to stop this and go and attack over there. What he needs to do is go back, sit down, talk with Sony, grab Sony, restructure it, release games, and actually do get into this competition. They really need to focus on that and not on going over there, sitting with regulators, trying to stop this deal. I understand, yes. It's the it's the move you gotta make as a company leader. Okay, I understand that all the way, but you already did it once. Why again? Not only that, you have been caught lying on this on this whole thing right now, and you're doing it and you're doing this whole thing really wrong. Instead of you going back and say, "Hey, Xbox is actually putting up the gear. Let me go back to Sony. Sony, let's sit down. Let's talk this. Yo, let's get Socom back. Let's get this game back. Let's get this all these games working right. After you get all these games working and back up back on the gear has to be." You actually have a good way to compete against Microsoft or anything that's bringing up. Hundred percent, yeah. And that's how it has to be. That's how it has to be. Look, I will say this: uh, I, 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 th- I like what you're putting down. I like how everyone handled this. I like how the 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 chat is going back and forth and giving some fantastic views. Um, I think that uh, there's a lot to be said about a market leader. Who, again, I'm not saying this for clicks, folks. You can make your own opinion. You don't need mine, but I'm, I'm, I'll give you my thoughts on it, and and okay. and they're honest thoughts. Okay, can, we have. Can I, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, can, yeah, jump can, in. Can, can I add yeah. something else? I got a question for the panel. It's a question I've been asking myself these past couple of days. After High Five Brush came out, do you guys think Xbox right now is actually getting closer? To actually competing in good quality games against Sony, I you know what I I, I will answer that question. I love it. I th- I think that yes, this is a great start. Uh, they have had um, some games. Not look if you go back to last year, right? Last year wasn't a great year for my, Microsoft first party, right? They 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 just they delayed everything that we're getting this year was delayed from last year, and that sucked, right? That that just was that was crummy. Um, the year before, uh, they won Publisher of the Year, right? Obviously, uh, Halo, uh, Halo Infinite. You know, again, what is going on with the studio should not indicatively uh, be, you know, what you think of the game. Halo Infinite, I, I, I proudly gave it a ten out of ten. I stand by that. I think Halo Infinite single player is magnificent. Uh, multiplayer is exactly what I would possibly want in a multiplayer first person shooter. I am going. I again. I've given. I've given three, four, three. Their smoke, right? Like I, it needs content. You know, you you, you got to deliver what you promise in in um you know continuing the story. I don't know when when that's going to happen, but we cannot argue the fact that it was a good game, right? Now, for me, it's a great game. For others, it's just good. Okay, that's fine. That's arguable. Um, Horizon 
uh, five Masterclass Racer, right? 92 meta. Uh, Psychonauts 2, 86 meta. Um, you know, there was, there was a ton of games that they have released in this generation that are all high 80 meta. Um, so Microsoft, yes, I to, your, to answer your question, they are slowly, slowly becoming comparable to Sony in regards to quality games. Now, the, people are going to argue with me and say, boom, you're out of your mind because of God of War and Horizon Forbidden West and uh, The Last of Us Remake. All masterclass achievements. Let's, let, 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 let's not get that twisted. Um, now I didn't, I don't hold uh horizon in, in regards to where I wanted the sequel to be because of the bugs that I experienced, but the game is gorgeous. Uh, the story, you know, if you listen to my brother, he, he hated the story. He thinks that where they left off just ruined the whole franchise. And he's not the only one to say that. So with that said, you know, it, 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 it's, it's really going to be about personal choice and that's fine. Um, but I'll let I'll let everyone uh, else give their opinion on it. Uh, to, and I'll start I'll start with what Dave to answer Crazy Lou Gaming's question: Is Microsoft moving in a direction where you feel confident they'll be able to deliver quality games the way Sony does? Well, on their way, and I, there's no doubt that it's uh, and I, I just wait this year. By the end of this year, this conversation is going to change, and you'll be like going, hmm. Where was Sony at? You just yeah. wait. You okay. just wait. Yeah, I, I like it. I I do like what you're putting down. Honestly, I think I think there's there's a lot of substance to that. Uh, uh, Fuzzy, let's get your opinion <laughs> on this, brother. That was a great question by uh by Crazy Lou. Well, what, what what's your answer? I see. I I'm, I'm gonna have my my heart answer, and then what the the outside is gonna look at it as. I already believe they're they're competing because me being a racing fan. Right. I, I consider Microsoft or their studios to be the better grouping. They're, they got uh, Sony got rid of their arcade racer group after Drive Club, and Polyphony is very slow to release content. So on my end, they are already competing in in games like uh, you know High High Five Rush are definitely helping uh, yeah. the overall picture, filling out some of the areas that even Sony's not even. Uh, focused on at this point in time but for those that are going to want the the one and done or the the story driven narrative with third person's perspective I give it by like kind of like what dave was saying by the end of this year i think they will have some some bangers as they say that will be able to stand toe to toe on whether it's an award stage or just common you know criticisms and and conversations about gaming in general you know, we're we're probably looking at Hellblade two the end of this year. Starfield is not too far uh, away. Once again, my the biggest draw for me, uh, Motorsport is pretty much going to be before the end of this year. And then you got Redfall, which I think with the fact that it's going to be single player and co op, I, I think there's that that hybrid that that Xbox is actually the the better platform on. Like if you're more about doing co op or multiplayer it's already a better competing uh, brand. But when it comes to the single player, I think they'll have that covered or get close to covered before this year is out. Ghostwire Tokyo too. Yeah. So that's another one. Ghostwire Tokyo. Again, yeah. it, it didn't, it didn't move the numbers for a lot of people on PlayStation five. I, I don't know. I didn't play it, 
Uh, I know it got averagely reviewed. Um, I, 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 and again, folks, I'm, I'm just saying that from experience, from documented experience, one of the things that Sony has done right for years is, and again, this is not taking away from the quality of their first party. I'm just trying to make a point here. When Sony releases one of their um, AAA bombs, or two or three in a particular year, it is surrounded by smaller games. And what that does for both the big game and the smaller game is it elevates interest and elevates score, right? We've seen it time and time again. I think that what you'll see specifically with Hi-Fi Rush being what is considered an, uh, you know, a, 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 a marketplace darling, Right, everyone that's anyone is talking about this game, which is great. I think when Ghostwire Tokyo comes out, people are going to have selected interest in the game because of what they experienced with Hi-Fi Rushing. Like, whoa, because I've seen a lot of comments. I've gotten a lot of DMs. Hey, boom, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't even know who Tango Games Works uh, were until Hi-Fi Rush. And you know, I mean, they 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 said it jokingly on, on the on, on the direct, right? That they you know we're only known as the horror guys because they make Evil Within. Now, I didn't dig Evil Within one. I loved loved Evil Within two, and I hope that they continue and we get a sequel, which they're probably working on it because they are working on another AAA game. That's probably what they're doing. Um, so what we, we will certainly see. Great, great question. Uh, let me catch up on some of the super chats. And we have a comment in here from a good friend of the program, uh, Sin. Now, he dropped this a little while ago, um, and he said, uh, Double Barrel Gaming, I cannot reveal my source, so take this as you will. Word is that Xbox will have another developer direct before June in addition to Starfield. And I can second that because I've also just heard, and this was the other day, and I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up now. That, yes, Microsoft is, in fact, a potentially, according to two, uh, so his source and my source, which could be the same person for all we know, will, in fact, have an additional developer direct before E3. Now, is this what I is, is this what I suggested about it should be a third party game pass marketive event? I, I, I don't know, but it's possible. Um, and, 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 and could it be first party? I don't know. Uh, are they going to do another, uh, another shadow drop? Like, uh, like hi-fi rush. If it's first party, then no. If it's third party or second party or even indie focused, then I believe yes, because there are a lot of things that are going on with Xbox that we don't know about like marketed deals and i'm not talking about triple a bombs i'm talking about more showing like the second and uh you know second party indie scene which we have they have released great ones it would be pretty dope uh if they did do and i said this before if, if they marketed one at least one or two of their developer directs to focus on second party focus on indies to get them their, you know, to give them their flowers, so to speak, and then potentially do a shadow drop. Hey, guess what? Uh, we're happy to say that we teamed up with Xbox to drop uh, title X, Y, and Z. And guess what? It's in Game Pass right now. 
I think they need to do more of that. That 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 is uh, the uh, uh, evolved version of we have one more thing for you, right? You've heard me talk about that. I'd love to see that come back. And they did it in such such class, such precision with Hi-Fi Rush. You can only say, "I yes, yes, please, I want more." Um, we have Elemental Pio, good friend, generous friend of the program. He's been a channel member for six months, and he says. Um, if Hi-Fi Rush gets a limited edition physical release, I think you should do a giveaway for it. Uh, I got one better for you, folks. Uh, and, and I'm going to pledge this right now. I don't know if there's a physical uh, version of this, but I will pledge it. And you can quote me and tw- and tweet on, on Twitter to let everyone know that I said this. We'll do one better than buy one copy. Mrs. Boomstick and I, if there's a physical version of Hi-Fi Rush, we'll buy and give away five copies not one copy five copies of the game to people that are in the chat and we'll do that live on the air so if there is a a physical version whenever that may happen we will give away five copies uh the day it's announced on one of the shows i can't say specifically what show but it will be on one of the xbox shows for sure five copies we will give away and if it gets and i'll take it even a step further folks in the next couple of weeks, if we don't hear about this game, uh, you know, coming to physical form, Mrs. Boomstick and I will give away five copies of the deluxe edition for simply just, well, why the F not? Five copies in the next couple of weeks, which will equate to about $200 because we're going to buy you the deluxe edition and we will give five, five copies away of hi-fi rush in the next couple of weeks we'll wait for the uh see if there's going to be a physical which i hope there is because guess what if there's a physical a collector's edition even if it's only 40 or 50 bucks i'm going to buy it for my collection just like like i did ori and plenty of other of the smaller titles mrs boomstick and i will give away five copies of that so stay tuned for more information and shout out to elemental po for the suggestion love it brother and uh, love you as well. Hey, Blinken, uh, <laughs> just a very generous $20 super chat and says, boom, please announce this as a $20 Tomahawk missile. All supers need to be bomb themed. That's a great idea. A hundred dollars. M, uh, 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 I think it's Moab, uh, M O A B. That's pretty dope. Uh, thank you so much for that. We also have, uh, Tom from Tanami drops a very generous, uh, no, he actually is a channel member. For three months, he says, uh, going to be awkward when Sony has to sit in front of these regulators when they buy another studio after just lying to them. That's a, again, scorched earth is not the way to go. And that's what Sony is doing. And I think that once they have to do it themselves, they might be in a bit of a pickle. Uh, hey, Blinken drops an additional $2 super chat and says, Jim Ryan caught, check, uh, caught in a, ch- uh, a checkboard 4K. Yeah, I, I I think that all of his uh, you know Jim Lyon Ryan shenanigans is going to come back to bite him, especially when you you're being subpoenaed by Microsoft and you need to actually produce documents, specifically when they have anti Xbox wording in them. Like you can't put it on Xbox service. Uh, you know, again, we we've learned that they've actually paid developers uh, bonuses not to release on Xbox. Like again, that's 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 if I could if I could find that. I think it's going to be very easy for Microsoft to produce 
that kind of information and and show regulators that Sony is just a bunch of scumbags. I'm sorry, that's what they are. Um, but look, 90 minutes of pure awesomeism, uh, awesomeness. Uh, 90 minutes of three amazing topics with uh, an incredible amount of people. We crossed over 500 people here today. I can't thank you enough for the support. Absolutely astounding panel that I put together, this particular one each and every week. Let's get to the outros, and we're going to start first with Web Dave, who sat down with Skullsy TV, who will be making his uh, appearance tomorrow on the Xbox Factor podcast. Fantastic stuff, as always, Dave. Sell your brand. Where could people check out that interview? Subscribe to your YouTube channel, and more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Thanks, Boom. Yeah, please uh, check us out at uh, at the ad sign um, Outbreak Gamers uh, on YouTube. Uh, our our link is also in the description of this this show, courtesy of Boom. Thank you, sir, for doing that. Uh, go over there, hit subscribe. We got another show coming up here before long too. We're going to add to more content on my channel. Um, but uh, but that uh, interview is up now and live with Scalzi TV. It's a really good one. He's very fascinating. And he has a lot of insight on Bethesda because his boss used to work for him. So really interesting and some and some really neat stuff. And uh, definitely definitely want to check it out and stay subscribed because we've got more interviews coming. I got uh, two more in the can. I got two more I'm um, filming this week. So um, going to continue to to grow with more great interviews from great content providers from all over and all different kinds. Not just uh, people have channels, but people that work on games, people that are in the industry people that work um, for corporations that are large the same, but anyway, those are definitely ones you want to, you want to stick around for. And, 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 and boom, thanks again for the opportunity to be here. I uh, love being here with uh, crazy Lou. And of course the fuzzy one, the fuzz master jam, <laughs> fuzzy Belvedere. So he fuzz. should be known as fuzzy uh, so, salt bearer. Uh, <laughs> a Belvedere. I love it. I love it when he gets salty. And speaking of fuzzy Belvedere, Sell your brand, brother. Talk about the best place for all and anything when it comes to the racing genre. What other shows you are a part of? And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, just thank you for having me. Always love being here with you guys on Mondays. And yeah, it's just great time to be a gamer and, and just have so much fun with uh, everything that's coming out. And I, I kind of heard that that same rumor. Um We'll, we'll talk more after in the green room, but uh, yes, um, we will. Man, oh man! Uh, for for all of those that want to hear my my rambles or anything you know, salt or gaming related, especially racing related, just follow me on social media, fuzzy underscore belvedere on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, you can also find me on FSP on Fun Speculations channel, 10 p.m. Uh, later on tonight. Uh, you can also find me on Breakfast with Boom on this channel at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday. And then Xbox Ultimate later that evening, 10 or 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fun Speculations channel. And then the Shop Podcast on Saturday on PTK Blam's channel at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then right back here on the Xbox Lunch Break Special with the family. So look forward to seeing you guys next Monday. Buzz, yeah, are you on, me too. Are you on five shows? Is that six, five or six? Five, five yeah. Awesome. Was- he does as much it. as I do. That's crazy. Uh, good on you for uh, supporting as, as many people as you do. And, and, and we are very, very happy to have you a part of not only this show weekly, but of course, Breakfast with Boom, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Love, love, love the passion 
and knowledge that you bring, not only in just racing, I'm talking about just in general, uh, you know, industry conversation. You always bring it, and we definitely appreciate that. So thank you for being here. And last, in no way least, uh, Crazy Lou Gaming, one of the voices, one of the great voices of the Xbox International podcast, which Sour Blow and several of your members are here today. Big shout out to them as well. Talk about the Xbox International podcast, where they can subscribe to that, and more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Mr. Boomstick, thank you for having me on this week. It's always awesome hanging out with you guys. First things first, you guys can find me at Twitter at Crazy Louie Gaming, where I say good morning and all do all sorts of crazy stuff. Also, you can find me here, the Ox- Xbox Lunch Break Special, hanging out with you guys here at 12 p.m. noonish. And last but not least, you can find me at the Xbox International Podcast at 7 p.m. ET Wednesdays with Silent Cypher, Sour Blow, and the Mr. Big Boom every single week. Definitely appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, hit your uh, hit the like button on the way out. If you're new to the channel, finding us for the first time, please consider subscribing. Mrs. Boom and I are a few hundred subs away from 12K, and we would love to be able to put out there that we have hit 12K. Our goal for this year, and it's a hefty one, we'd love to hit 15K by end of 2023. I don't know if we can get 3,000-plus subs, but we're certainly going to give it the old college effort. And again, you know, we do giveaways as, as our, our way of, uh, of, you know, paying it forward to the community, but we don't want subs for that. We want subs that you come out and you check out the five live streams per week, and you're like, yeah, I really like what they're putting down here. Uh, and that's why I want to subscribe. And hopefully you enjoy today, today's show to not only hit the like button, but subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it. A big shout out to all of the super chats that come in. Obviously, those do fund the big giveaways, two of which that were announced today. Uh, if there's a physical version of Hi-Fi Rush, thanks to LMNOPO, Mrs. Boom said and I, uh, we will give away five copies. And even if there isn't, a physical version announced. We will still give away five deluxe edition digital codes. Uh, we'll make more as, as we get further uh, into the in, into February. We'll announce that maybe we'll do a special uh, uh, Valentine's Day giveaway that includes those five copies. Uh, and of course, I want to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, "Craig, treat others." How you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. Mm-hmm.